welcome to another episode. Hello and welcome. We're back, baby. <laughs> uh, so today's episode uh, is about, it's actually a media episode. We're going to talk about a piece of media. I guess we kind of did this with Top Gun too, where we talked about a piece of media. Yeah, this piece of media has a different connection to us, I guess. Yeah. I can't remember if we have specifically talked about yeah, I think it, we talked about in a previous episode called I Said No! that uh, <laughs> about different projects and things we had said no to. And then we mentioned that, on the other hand, there was this um, TV show that we were in the running to be on. You know, trying to say, like, it's not like we're against being on reality TV. It just has to be the right project. So the project that we were in the running for uh, just recently came out on Netflix. We thought it had been shelved. Because we had not seen anything about it for two years. Yeah. Um, but it's called How to Build a Sex Room. And it's on Netflix. This is not a plug. Um, and yeah, this was a show that oh, back in like, I honestly think it was. Uh, it was like 2019. I think it was like December of 2019. So really shortly before the pandemic. It might have been November, December. It's in our emails. But um, we, I had seen like an ad on one of these. I get like a casting call email. And I got an ad for a, like, you know, kinky couples who want a... Dungeon. A dungeon uh, that will be designed by the Mary Poppins of interior design. Uh, Mary, Poppin, Mary Poppins of kink dungeon spaces or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this is one thing that we've always talked about wanting is a garden shed kink space in our yard. Yeah, our place is kind of small, so... Like, having, like, a garden dungeon kink space would be cool. Cause I think ever since I moved in with you, I was like, I need to have an outdoor space. Well, you wanted a studio. I wanted like, a studio. Yeah, your yeah. own kind of studio space. Like, I think we we initially... I think right when you moved in, I was, like, researching, like, how to build... A like, a geodesic dome. dome as, like, a studio space for Genevieve to <clears throat> kind of have, like, her own zone... Um, to meditate on... To do my research. Meditate on what, whatever yeah, interests you is what I was going to say. But. <laughs> but I've also always really loved the idea of like a garden shed dungeon. I think when I had my um, art show at Garden Gallery, yeah. too, I tried to get access to the shed that they have there because I wanted that to be like a garden shed dungeon space or whatever. And also um, like when we were talking, thinking about doing like our kind of like... Uh, our kink party mm-hmm. in the yard too. I think that kind of like yeah. melds in there as well. So we've always wanted this garden shed um, kink space because we have this big yard and it could be cool. Um, so I saw this opportunity and I was like, well, this could be a way to do it if we could get a television show to pay to basically create this dream kink space. So I applied and we ended up getting, I don't know, two or three uh, meetings with the producer, video auditions, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think what ha- what, somewhere in there, we they needed permission from our landlord to be able to build something on site. And we have a slumlord who's very non-responsive in the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, it takes a long time often to get problems fixed, so I never heard back from him when I reached out. Um, and we told him that, and I think that kind of, you know, made it 
probably logistically more difficult for us to be on the show. Yeah, that and COVID started happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard to say if we were, you know, shortlisted or just weren't chosen because of the logistical issues. I think she was saying they wanted to to use us in the pilot, though. They did, yeah. Yeah. She said that, but, you know, it's reality TV. Yeah, they They, they blow smoke up your ass all day. Yeah, they say a lot of shit. Um, But, yeah, so that... You know, we never ended up hearing from them. The show, as it now exists, is actually shot in Denver, so it could have also been that they decided to switch locations in the end. It's not a Los Angeles-based show like it was originally going to be. Yeah, they probably shot it while filming was on hold in L.A., would be my guess. Yeah. For I th- COVID. Yeah, or when it was more, you know, I think L.A. has probably had more rigid restrictions around filming than other yeah. cities, so they probably moved it there for... Those cost, cost-effective reasons. But anyway, so it was interesting to sh- see the show come out. I was feeling really, like, uh, FOMO-y about it when I saw that it was up on my pro-dom Twitter account. A bunch of my peers, other pro-doms, were raving about how amazing it was, about uh, how sensitively they were approaching the subject of kink with the couples who were on the show. Um but then we watched it. And then, then how did you it. feel? <laughs> then we watched it, and it, I don't think it was as worth the hype, in my opinion. No, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did you I'm, think? Now I'm kind of, I mean, seeing like how people's spaces turned out, mm. now I'm like kind of glad that we mm. didn't have that. I mean, especially since... They they were expecting people participants in the show to front like half the money for the right. renovations and just the way the things came out aesthetically is not our deal at all. So that's like a I think a really big factor in think when you watch these kind of shows home improvement shows um, is realizing that it's not all like like my original conception was like oh they're gonna they're going to build us a shed and cover all the costs well it depends on the show this particular show um was not covering all the costs some that i've worked on have i've been on others that uh did want some money from the people but so this one they were asking they were stating up front that you would cover half the cost so if they spent 40 grand building out this thing that's basically a set for a TV show, you're going to pay for half of that set for yeah. their TV show. I feel like when we were in talks with the producer, too, I think that was a big kind of, like, eh thing for yeah, us, too. Yeah, we were feeling less excited about it at that point. Yeah, especially not knowing, not knowing who the designer was and being able to look at their work and be like, okay, this person's style vibes with something we yeah. like. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm not about to pay, like... Ten thousand dollars, five thousand dollars to end up with some shit that I'm like not excited about. Right. So that's like one thing that was yeah also starting to make us I think less excited about the whole process. Um, and then watching the show, I would say all but one of the renovations was like absolutely like gag, not <laughs> not in a good way, but like wretched aesthetic choices. For me. Yeah, they weren't, I wouldn't say, I'm not like a huge, I don't have, I don't feel like. I'm an aesthete. I I don't feel like I have a strong, like, home aesthetic, like, sense, but yeah, they were not It was like, it was like purple velvet wallpaper, like, like, it's like, 
like, the point of the show was to be, like, we're not doing dungeons the way you think dungeons are, but a lot of it was still kind of adjacent. Yeah, Like, steampunk, I don't know. Just very, like, color color schemes were just, like, shit you would see in a dungeon. Like, maybe it was, like... There wasn't, like, black and red, but it was... No, there was. There was... So there was one with black and red. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, we, we just kind of like reviewed. Yeah, we real scrubbed quick. through it, and when I saw one that I was like, "That's like, yeah." But also, the the show the our episode what we pitched to them was the garden shed, which yeah. they proceeded to call the sex shed. Well, yeah, this was not their idea at all. This is like what we said we wanted. Yeah, so we so. said we want to do this, you know, thing. This is like here's our, you know, sacred sadism. Here's our whole thing. We want to do this like plant inspired kink, and they were like, oh my god, what was great? So then they called our thing a sex shed, um, and then when we were watching the show, we were definitely both feeling like oh god are they gonna jack this pitch this idea that we had and i wouldn't say that they like 100 percent jacked it we can't really like trace the lineage of the ideas of the couples deciding what they wanted to do but that being said there was a indoor outdoor room which was covered in fake plants there was a <laughs> sex shed is exactly what it was called it was yeah. a shed that was built outside of the couple's home um, it was actually my favorite aesthetic of all of them was the sex shed because it was kind of like hunting lodge. The inside, yeah. The outside, I was a wild about the colors yeah. they chose to paint it. Right. But. but the inside was like hunting lodge-esque and like the least cringy of all of them. And then there was another person who had a sex garden, like an outdoor garden space for her to entertain her hookups <laughs> or whatever. So I don't know, you know, we can't say for sure if they you know jacked our idea i would say they were probably somewhat inspired and guided some of the people who were on the show into the choices around those things but yeah it's definitely one of those things where it's like when you give your ideas to the entertainment industry you have to assume like they're not yours anymore you know yeah i feel like it's really interesting like i don't know like yeah this person that they're calling like the sex room designer mm. do we look up any of her work no other work oh so she's like, like go ahead, go ahead. okay i was gonna say she's like an um uh like an older lady maybe, maybe 50s or 60s british accent which i get that's like their mary poppins angle she's like british and proper or something <laughs> and uh theoretically has some kind of knowledge about kink and bdsm so she acts not only as like the designer of these rooms but as like a kind of guide and sex therapist in a way but it's kind of apparent she doesn't really have any experience in bdsm i mean she I might have some but I don't, I, it didn't come across to me it doesn't seem like she's maybe as well versed as other people could be yeah in that role. i mean they did have kink professionals in the in the episodes in a couple of the episodes where the couple's would go to a dungeon and a pro dom would show them some uh, new techniques, techniques or, or yeah. activities. So it's not like she was trying to do like the full expert no, angle. No, but I mean it was it was kind of presented in this yeah a little bit of a I'm introducing you to these new things. Yeah, kind of way, the big but. the biggest like um, rupture for me was that with almost every single couple she would pull this flogger out of her bag a black leather or vegan leather pleather 
uh, flogger. With like a rhinestone handle. With like a rhinestone handle. And like, like the thinnest falls, it just looked super cheap. It, it was a very cheap It flogger. looked like a really cheap mass produced, like you pick it up at the like, what are those store? the chain stores, Pleasure Oh, uh, you know, like the pleasures.com with those kind of like chain store sex stores that are in a lot of major cities. It just looked like a very cheap, like Halloween store flogger. Yeah, it was pretty atrocious. I mean, and many, many of the kink implements they were dressing mm. the rooms with. Yeah, we're all. It was tons of stuff from Stockroom, which is the kink store here based in LA um, with, that I used to work at. So tons of, maybe Stockroom was a sponsor or something. Maybe. Or it's just like one of the bigger purveyors. Um, but yeah, tons of Stockroom stuff. But this one flogger was just killing me. Because every time she pulled it out of the black bag, it would be like a slow motion shot. Like it was the most elegant, kinky, crazy Ooh, thing you've ever yeah. seen in your life. And it, was, it looks so crappy. It's like, they should have bought one of your floggers, baby. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so that was, yeah, it was just, it was weird. I will say, as per the rave reviews some of the pro doms that i follow on twitter had about it is they were saying you know they didn't frame it as this like this is crazy these people are wild like they didn't a lot this and this was i think part of the, our choice to like pursue being on the show is the way they pitched the show to us was it's going to be like queer eye for couples who are interested in dungeon spaces and i was like well queer eye has like a more empathetic sympathetic point of view for its protagonist yeah. so i was like that hey is buddy a... let us help you out a yeah <laughs> there was so I, you know i guess when they said that i was like you know that might be something we've because we have had these offers to be on tv and 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 other media opportunities that's but we've been like is this going to be one of those things that frames us as like, like a, yeah. zany people fuck tree branches you know um this didn't seem like it was going to be that which is why we pursued it in the first place um, and I will say that I think the show definitely normalized kink in a, in a way I haven't Ish, seen many shows. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a there step wasn't, towards there that. wasn't really a whole lot of kink in the show, period. Like most, mm, most of those, renov most of the people were like, got like a cozy living room type thing. There was, there was like, okay, there was like the first couple that got the basement kind of dungeon. dungeon. And they made a point, too, of being like, we don't want it to be a dungeon dungeon. Yeah. So, that, so that set the tone for the whole show of like, okay, the, the point, I think the point of the show is something that's really near and dear to our hearts, which is to, you know, recognize that sometimes like aesthetics can be the turning point for people to get into kink. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that was kind of the thesis of the show was like, you don't have to approach kink from this like traditional old guard aesthetic ideal or whatever or yeah the whatever's flying around in people's heads because of media right right um so i feel like that was like appealing to me that that was kind of the point of the show was to be like kinks for everybody here each person has their predilection and interest it wasn't all kink there was yeah i would say the vast majority was more like a sensual room i would say half kink half of them were Half I would say like half were like about sex and connect like couples connecting in a sexual way in a new space, and then I would say the other half was like people who are already versed in kink or willing to explore kink and then creating dungeon e spaces. 
That's how I viewed it. Half? I feel like there was a handful of kink. But I don't know. Wow, we'd have to watch it again. It seems yeah. like, to me, kink is also a really broad term, like, to some people. True. That's you know. kind of subjective. Yeah, a little butt play is kink to them, you know. Yeah. Um, but there was, the there was, like, a polycule on there that was really cool. Like, that was, like, one of the best episodes, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like the aesthetics of what happened, but I appreciate the <laughs> thought. <laughs> thought that went into it and that... Yeah, they seem to have very clear ideas of like, hey, this is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. Not like, eh, we just want to try something new. <laughs> it was really interesting just to get to see, because I think it was a seven-person polycule. Six of those people were on the show. Just to like see what their different dynamics were. I loved the one guy who was like, cuddling's okay. Because they, they really centered the room around like a cuddle puddle space. And I yeah. liked the one guy who was like, yeah, cuddling's okay. But, I'm but what I really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was one person who was like a voyeur. So they created like a little peephole slat. You had a peephole closet. That was great. And there was like a piss drain in the bathroom, I think. Or like a group or shower. Or they wanted a group drain. shower. Yeah, a group shower that they could engage in water sports. Yeah. In. Which was nice. Too. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that episode. Yeah, the aesthetic was still, like, garish to me. It was literally primary colors. <laughs> it's just, like, uh, I know it's just... I know my aesthetics is not everyone's, but, like... They had a nice big cuddle bed, but the pillows on the bed had, like, these... Fake like, leather straps. Yeah, vinyl, like, harness straps mm. on them that were just... Yeah. <laughs> kind of bad man i don't know i think i have a problem i just find so many things like wretched like (laughs) wretchedly disgusting choices so i will say with that in mind i'm i think i I had so much fomo going into watching it i was like oh what if everything's like beautifully artfully made and like you know we we could have been on this and you know been part of this like what what my peers made sound like revolutionary TV show about kink, and then watching it, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really feel like it was. It's not revolutionary. <laughs> I don't think it was revolutionary. I do think it's great to see it normalized, but I also do think that's where we are in culture at this point. You know, six years ago when we started Sacred, or even when I first started Sacred Sadism in twenty fourteen, was the year that. Um, Shades of Grey came out, so that was really like a zeitgeist moment for kink where like it suddenly became normal to talk about it in a really big way um and then yeah i think things have just continued to become more normalized from there and this is maybe like a moment in that normalization as well um yeah so we liked the polycule episode um there was like another group or sorry couple that we aren't sure if they're really a couple and you'll have to watch the show and decide for yourself. Are you sure? I feel like everyone was a couple. What about the burlesque couple? I thought they were a couple. I didn't think that. Uh, I felt like they might they be. I felt like they might be roommates who oh. are just trying to get their basement redone. Oh, I mean, yeah, they didn't get the. Yeah, it was. It was not a uh, sex room. They got like a dressing room they got like a, dr- a dress because so one of them is a drag king performer the other person is a burlesque artist and there was also something just i mean it wasn't weird i think this is maybe a normal dynamic but one of them was really into kink and bdsm and the other one seemed very reticent kink phobic kink phobic re- re- or i'll say reticent reluctant to like engage in those things with their with their partner it just yeah it just didn't make sense that they were kind of having it 
on the show, it seemed, or the way it happened on the show, it seemed like they were having the discussion about kink on the show for the, for first, the first time. time. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is something that's really important to me, and I would like to share this with you. And they were like, oh, 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 well, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a. Oh, uh, I forgot about that moment. Yeah, that was the like, are they, or have they? Uh, yeah, they. I think they said they've been together for like a. They had been friends for a really long time, yeah. and then she basically left her her ex-partner, who she did engage with kink stuff in, yeah. for this new friend. It's like, you guys have suddenly found this magical love, but you haven't talked about kink before. It was a little <laughs> sus. And then their whole kink space was just seemed very, like, it was more about their careers. It was about a... Sp- and, and listen, no shame in the game, is what no, I said, because no. I was like, one week, you know... The reason I wanted the shed is to have like a, a dungeon space for us to have fun in, for our friends to have fun in, but also to have a space where I could potentially do sessions in, you know, yeah. or we could do sessions in together. So no shame in the game if you're trying to, you know, squeeze the money out of the bloated entertainment industry. I mean, the va- I feel like the vast majority of, I don't know vast majority of those were like, oh, we want, like, a new bedroom or a new bathroom. Yeah, or, like, a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is fine. And, I mean, you're putting up half the money. It's just, like, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put that, those choices in somebody else's hands. Yeah, not with that person's design aesthetic. Yeah. And that, (laughs) don't mean to rip on the host too much, but their interior design, ugh. (laughs) Not my thing. Not, Not my kink. Um... (laughs) was also going to say, it seemed like a lot of the rent, probably a lot of the cost went into the, all the toys they bought for people. Like, I was wondering about that because in every, like, reveal, you have the new sex space, the sex room, and then there's, like, a ton of toys and accoutrement and lingerie and props and things that I wonder if people got to keep that stuff as well because that would annoy me if I was putting mm. half up for stuff that I didn't want or already had. I mean, some of it might be set dressing. It I think might it, be prop, it, yeah. it also depends on the build, because some of those builds, they did relocate, like, relocate pipes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't, I don't know how... Yeah, but it's I was just probably not the... cheap to, like, redo pipe or re- no. re- reroute pipes. Like, pipes. Pipes. Lay pipes. And, I mean, some of them, they were also, like, putting in new plumbing and stuff where it was, like, they're building a shower and, or a whole bathroom yeah. in a space where there wasn't one before. I'm just curious if, like, the toys were include actually included. Yeah. Like, Maybe did, some. Like, the Sibian probably was... It? I would be annoyed. I would be like, I want that. I don't want to put up money Maybe to get like a to get like a, a mystery bag of toys. Like, I'm not going to the sex shop and be like, let me <laughs> buy this brown paper bag full of I don't know what. Maybe not. I think I think the money was for renovations. Mm. But yeah, I'd be curious to know if people actually kept all the set dressing toys because they did also reuse stuff a lot. It seemed like they kept putting the fucking flogger on everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean they could have just bought like a case of those yeah. floggers too. That's true. Yeah, so I felt like the burlesque couple was sus. The other thing that I found really lacking in the show was the host and the contractor's chemistry. You weren't a fan? They, there just wasn't any. They were trying so hard. It was super staged. It took up like 23% of every episode. I felt like there was so much of it. And them being, of her being like, can you hold this pole for me? And he's like, oh, I haven't heard that one before. They're like, oh, you. <laughs> it's just 
was like really bad. Like I really wanted to die. I hated it. Well, not to be ageist, but they're both goofy old people. <laughs> I just think they did a bad job of casting. I noticed we just rewatched a little bit of the first episode that she was like, I've worked with him on these sex room you know contracts for 15 years or something so maybe it was just a friend of her she brought along for the ride and their chemistry didn't translate on screen and that's on the producers you know that really bothered me that felt like a really annoying airspace i feel like it's also it's also like the subject matter and people not necessarily the host and the contractor but like the editor the producer like goofing it up to make trying to make it light or whatever that's right people, they were trying to say you can't show. yeah you have to remember there's so many other fingers in the process of producing a show where um you know they could have edited and like all of that could have been like edited to make it more goofy than it was or less goofy than it was like editing really is you know painting a story <clears throat> And you can make things seem like something they definitely were not during the film filming. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I just thought they sucked. <laughs> yeah, but it, it also might. This one I'm trying to say it might not just. I, it might not I, be what I, actually happened. I'm well happened. aware. I watch so much reality TV. You think yeah, I don't but, know that? I'm just saying the but, way it was portrayed. I'm not okay. saying they actually suck. I'm saying the way that the, it was portrayed on the TV show is just whatever confluence went into that whether it was editing or the fact that they actually suck it sucked it was a shitty part of the show that's all okay i i know i know that it's not i know things aren't as they seem i do think that i do think that there was some weird like choices made with some of the couples like i was really uncomfortable with the one couple who like the lady had never had an orgasm and then it, they wanted to solve it by putting, like, a stripper pole in their room or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she made... Remember when they were in the closet and they were looking at her shoes? She made some... There was some kind of comment about, like, pole dancing. Yeah. Which is... It was, like, an offhand comment. Yeah, it didn't... To me, it seemed... didn't seem, like, strong enough of a thing that it, she was expressing a desire to have a pole. Right. But, yeah. It was probably just, just an aesthetic choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, we gotta get a pole in there somewhere. But they did have the couple where someone did want, like, the purpose of their room was to be focused around her being able to do strip shows because she was a former dancer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah, about that one, the Moulin they, Rouge room. Yeah, it, se- it seemed weird that they, yeah, forced that pole in there. But maybe it was on... Maybe it was on a list because, you know, when they were talking to That's us, they true. were like, what are some things that you would like? So maybe it was on the Again, list of things that behind the editing. one of them did want. So, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I feel okay that we weren't on the sex room, how to build the sex room show. Do you feel okay Yeah, I'm fine it? with it. Right? Imagine yeah. if we'd spent 10 grand. Remember, they kept pushing for a fucking water feature. Oh, I was like, I, I do not want that. a fucking water feature. It probably would have ended up with a bunch of shit that we were not. A stagnant little mosquito pond. No in our mosquito yard. breeding grounds. Like, it would have been one thing if it was like, yeah, we didn't have to put up half the money. Right. And like, yeah, you get what yeah, you get. Yeah, it's a rental. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not going to be but, here forever. Yeah, I'm not paying for a bunch of shit I don't want. Yeah, and we couldn't get permission. I think that was something that really occurred to me watching it. I was like, wow, it must be nice to own property, too. You know what I mean? 
Like, do you think any of those houses were rentals on the show? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but... Yeah, maybe if you just have, like, a landlord you're actually in contact with, it wouldn't have been a problem. But Yeah. Yeah, so that's our read on the How to Build a Sex Room show. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, not necessarily. And... If given the chance, let's say they were decided to move their filming back to L.A. and they emailed us, like, as per our last email three years ago, would you all still be interested? Would you do it? Not with that designer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to agree. I, I, could, I, would, I would do it if, yeah, we didn't have to put any money up. Yeah, it would be, yeah, no, no financial investment in our end and a different designer you know what i just remembered too is like when we were in the running for it i mentioned it to a friend of ours who uh runs a gallery that we've both shown stuff at this gallery before and they were like well if you want to do it here you could do it here and then my wheel started turning about that and i was like what would that be like <laughs> to have the shed built in the gallery or outside the gallery and like, how would we frame? How can you frame that? And then it would, then we'd really be like the burlesque couple, where to me it would be so obvious that it's like you'd have to really come up with a weird story, yeah, for like why you were building your sex room not in a place you didn't live in, you know? We would be straight up like this is an art piece for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that actually could be kind of an interesting. I would be exhibition. Into that. Yeah, I know that to me from like a conceptual art point of view that was really appealing. I was like, whoa, that's that that would be, that would be sick. As a as a show to be like this is something that, kind of like in the style of like. Uh, who's that fucking artist who does has people paint solo wit or something where it's like you give you know this contracting team the specifications to create this you know I mean it's not really like solo wit but just the idea of any artist who like has a team of people making the art for them I think that's interesting and having it be reality TV this is also a gallery where we had like this was also kind of around the same time, wasn't it? Where we were proposing, like, a big party that would have happened just before the pandemic. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that, that I would do it in that condition because that would be, like, conceptually more interesting to me than, like, kind of playing by their rules. It's, like, a little bit of undermining their rules, yeah. you know, which I would, I would really enjoy that. So, maybe that. No, I would do it in the gallery. If they, I would do it in the gallery setting. But anything else? No. No, we're just talking about the show, and we will be back again next month with something. Watch it. Let oh, us know what you think. Yeah. Watch <laughs> it and let us know what you think. We're haters, so maybe you'll have a It wasn't all bad, but... I know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I'm just not... I just don't feel the strong FOMO I felt at first. Yeah. Which is always good to rid yourself of anyway. Of course. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cosmic Halitosis. If you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us, email us at cosmic with a K halitosis, cosmic halitosis at gmail.com. Please subscribe and like the podcast. And you can follow us on our personal Instagram accounts. I am Gorgeous Taps. And Temba is Tembizzle, T-E-M-B-I-Z-Z-L-E. Thanks for listening.